0: Hey everyone, it's Mike Huber, founder and CEO of the Freshman Foundation. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to tell you more about the Freshman Foundation digital playbook for high school athletes. Every high school athlete gets excited about finally arriving on campus. Becoming a collegiate athlete is the ultimate reward for all of the sacrifices you've made for 10 plus years to get to this point. However, ask any athlete what it was like to make the leap to collegiate athletics and they'll tell you it was hard, and not only on the field. First-year student-athletes entering college might be forced to ask themselves some really hard questions when they arrive on campus. Am I good enough? Who do I trust? Who can I ask for help? What if things don't work out the way I hoped? All of these questions are normal and relevant to any incoming college freshman. However, The consequences are greatly magnified for student-athletes because of the significant demands they face and the benefits that are at risk. What if you had a playbook to help you answer these questions before you arrive on campus? The Freshman Foundation Digital Playbook helps high school athletes be ready to dominate the leap to collegiate athletics. The Freshman Foundation is an interactive digital learning resource to help you prepare to answer the hard questions Before you get to college, rather than struggling to find those answers during your first or even second year, the course is highly interactive, containing dozens of activities designed to help you build self awareness, build new mental skills, and at the end, have a clear blueprint for how you will dominate the leap to collegiate athletics. Your playbook will help you develop five critical skills to prepare you for the leap to collegiate athletics. Those skills are growth mindset, resourcefulness, confidence, resilience, and building your support network. Your investment in the Freshman Foundation digital playbook will be the difference between just surviving early in your college career and thriving from day one. To begin designing your playbook, you can take these three steps right now. One, visit michaelvhuber.com backslash course. Click on the white box at the bottom of the page that reads, The Freshman Foundation Digital Course. Three, begin designing your playbook. I've developed the Freshman Foundation Digital Playbook because you deserve to be ready to make a successful leap to collegiate athletics before you arrive on campus. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Freshman Foundation Podcast helping you make the jump from high school athletics to the collegiate level and beyond with your host, Michael Huber. How has Matt Malone navigated rough seas to find smooth sailing on the baseball diamond? Welcome to the Freshman Foundation podcast, where we help young athletes be ready for every next step in the game of life through mental performance coaching. My guest in this episode is Matt Malone, a college baseball player who has endured about as much adversity as one young athlete can. He's been through every level of collegiate baseball starting in Division II, where his first school's athletic program was shut down due to COVID in 2020. After transferring to the junior college and Division I levels, Matt has found security and success at SUNY Maritime, a Division III school in the Bronx, New York. Focusing on what he can control, Matt had an extremely productive 2023 season. Sticking with that formula, he hopes to have another great season in 2024 with the goal of making it to professional baseball. I'm excited for this conversation. Let's build your foundation with Matt Malone. Hey, Matt, how's it going, buddy? What's
1: going on, Mike? How are you?
0: I'm doing well, man. It's good to have you on. It's good to see you face to face for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we've only talked on the phone, but uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and hopefully we could talk more about you know your experience as a college baseball player here uh, uh, on this podcast. So just to let everybody know sort of what's your what's your background and talk a little bit about your baseball experience?
1: Yeah, so uh coming out of high school senior year, I was going to uh, n y i t it's a d two. In uh, Old Westbury, Brookville area. Um, you know, got a scholarship there. Um, that's, I wanna thank, you know, Rojas, Gales, and Calinato uh, for, you know, taking me under their wing. But it was unfortunate that COVID was happening during this time. So, like, two weeks before we moved in, um, we got an email saying that, like, all athletics are closing. Um, for like two years or something like that. And, uh, I was like, man, like what am I going to do? Cause by then everyone had their rashes full for the winter and upcoming spring. So, um, yeah, went to a Juco in Pennsylvania. Um, after that I went to FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson university in New Jersey, got an opportunity there. And then, uh, you know, now I'm here at Maritime, so going to be more happier to, have Coach Barbieri, you know, taking me in, seeing with Coach Pat. So, yeah, it's been a crazy journey, but you know, everything happens for a reason. So,
0: yeah, That's
1: really yeah, I know a, you
0: told me a little bit about yeah. that when we talked. I think it is right because, because you know, we talked, you, you originally, right, you committed to NYIT on a scholarship, Division Two, then you go to Juco, then you go to Division One. In New Jersey. Now you come back to Long Island and you're playing Division three baseball. So you've basically yeah. been at all four <laughs> levels of NCAA baseball. Yep. <laughs> so so that's I guess crazy. that's a I guess it's a good segue uh to talk about, right? So growing up on Long Island, you know, I'm a Long Island guy, I played baseball a long, long time ago in Long Island. I have an affinity for that, right? And you 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 grow up, you play baseball in Long Island you get a chance to go play in college and then, you know, you sort of go through those different levels. Like, tell me what that was like. I mean, going from high school to college, but then also like playing at the different, the different levels um, throughout the way, like what are the, what are the big differences you've experienced?
1: Yeah. So I think from high school to college, is definitely a big jump in your life, you know, a new chapter Mm -hmm. where, you know, you make, you got more responsibilities on your hands. You know, like, Starting off from D2, I didn't really get the experience of, you know, playing baseball, what the facilities were like, because I was just there in the fall taking classes. Mm. Um, So I was really trying to look for where my next step was going to be college-wise. So, you know, uh, the JUCO route, um, it was indoors, you know, uh, had a gym. We would go like two, three times a week to go hit uh lifting was like three times a week so you know it was different because like the kids in juco they're very talented so like you don't really expect that uh coming from that Mm -hmm. but um yeah in the d1 level it's uh you know you get to play four games in the fall three to four games i think it is but it's different for every division i think with uh you know scrimmage wise for college but um Yeah, we do play three games in the fall. Our lifts were three times a week. So, you know, time management is definitely, you know, something you have to try to control. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, and then now I'm here at Maritime. It's, you know, you lift on your own. Um, There's really no set lift times that you can lift. It's just you're on your own with lifting. Practice for the fall We did three times a week. Um, When the season starts, it's, I think, six times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like lifts on your own. So, like, it it varies different divisions, you know, um, with lifts or practice-wise. But, yeah, I mean, happy to be here. So, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, like, you know, what you've been through, right? Like, so if I'm thinking about it, tell me if I get this wrong, right? but you grew up in Suffolk County. So you grew up in Eastern Long Island. Then you end up, you stay in Nassau County, right? Is Westbury, right? Isn't it? Right. Then you go to Pennsylvania for JUCO. Then you go to New Jersey for FDU. Now you're in the Bronx, right? With SUNY Maritime. So you've been, not only you've been at four different levels of baseball, you've been in four different places, you know, over, over four years. There's a lot of change there. Right. And being able to handle that, I can't imagine was easy, and clearly you found a place that you're comfortable in because you had a really good season last year. Which we'll talk a little bit about. You know this access, you know baseball banquet that's coming up in November. I'm sponsoring the award. My company's sponsoring the award that you're receiving in terms of college player of the year. Clearly, you went out and were able to adjust well enough that you could go out and play and be successful on the field. But like. What were some of the things like, you know, and maybe not just where you're at now, but just in general, like off the field things that really challenged you through the process of, of bouncing around?
1: Yeah, uh, that was pretty tough because, you know, after NYT closed down, I really, it was like 50-50 on if I want to come back and play baseball or not, you know, like it was a great, uh great opportunity I had, you know, scholarship wise and. I think just looking for a new spot, you know, like it's not the same culture as I would have had at NYIT. So it's all different cultures when you go to different programs mm-hmm. and colleges. So, you know, I think trying to fit in or just get used to, you know, the baseball team, the school, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think it gets, you know, a little challenging at first, but, you know, like I had a couple of friends who went to these schools and, you know, different coaches reached out. So it was kind of fitting, um. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the plan that you know I ch- wanted to have. Um, yeah, definitely tough on the mental side, but you know, every I, like I said before, everything just happens for a reason. So I knew I had to. It, I, I wanted to continue to play baseball. I still do, career wise. Um, mm-hmm. So I know I just had to work hard, and you know, people will find you. You know. Yeah, yeah, but like
0: you said, you know. After NY, you know, NYIT, New York Tech um, decided to shut down athletics, you said it was like 50-50, right? So, like, what, what was ultimately the reason why you decided to stick with it, you know, when it could have been easy to be like, I'm not going to do this?
1: You know, because I wanted to stay active. I'm very, uh, I like to be active, you know, lifts, do whatever. Um, you know, if I would just continue on school, I feel like I would miss baseball. So, like, during that time yeah. period when I wasn't playing and when, uh, you know, COVID was happening and what I, what was going on with NYAT, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was like, wow, I miss baseball. Like, I don't think I could ever quit. You know, I've been playing it since I was five. So, <laughs> you know, now it's, now I'm a senior now. So, you know, I got to try to work my way up and, you know, just continue to grind.
0: Yeah, it goes fast, right? Or, and and yeah, I, can rel- I can relate to that, man. Like, you know play as long as you can play, right? Cause you just don't know when it's going to end. And if you can do it and you miss it, you know, you don't want to regret not playing. And clearly, you know, you've taken that path, but I think a lot of people do and they look back and go, I wish I would have kept, kept going. Um, I want to back up a little bit. So when you were in high school, right, you're going through the recruiting process. So take me through that. I mean, what, how did it go? Like, what were you looking for then? Did things, I mean, it sounds like you, were really happy with your choice for NYIT and it just circumstance sort of took it away from you. But like, as you were going through the recruiting process, like what were your options?
1: So it was peak of sophomore year during high school. Uh, I was playing for Tri-State Arsenal at the time. There was a, there was a New York team and a Jersey team. So yeah. I played for both. Uh, the Jersey team traveled more than the New York team, like go to Florida, Georgia, Mm-hmm. um I think once once I went to Georgia I had a great week in Georgia I was getting looked at by you know a couple different colleges like Duke High Point um so you know I was getting looked at so I would go to their camp they would invite me to a camp you know these visits and uh I just didn't really perform the way I should have performed at these camps and uh you know some of these colleges kind of blew me off. Um, you know, which I understand, but, uh, yeah, like some of the Long Island schools blew me off, you know, um, so tech was there actually Rojas was my coach for tri-state and he was back then the coach at NYIT. So he came to see me play during high school. And then, uh, junior year was when I had a great season Think about it, like 320 20 or had a couple bombs. Uh, so that really, that really like showed out to why I picked NYIT. And it was honestly my only choice too um, at the time, because, you know, these different colleges is, you know, just didn't want me. Um, yeah. So, you know, my, NYIT was my only choice and you know, I was happy that I'm grateful for the uh, opportunity and scholarship when I got it. It's,
0: it's, I don't really know. I mean, if I'm being truthful, I don't really understand that recruiting process, you know, the way that you do, because you went through it, right? And 30 years yeah. ago, that looked very different than what it does now, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. we weren't, we weren't, we weren't going to Georgia and Florida and to all these tournaments that everybody goes to routinely, you know, yeah. every year. But it's interesting, right? You go down to Georgia, right? Is that the Wood Bat, right? WWBA, is that, that the, yeah. that's the one point. Yeah. Yeah, everybody goes down there plays, right? Like there's obviously colleges down there you could play great for a week and get all these looks, right? Then you go to a camp, maybe you don't play as well as you could or should have, right? Because of whatever reason, right? You just have a bad mm-hmm. weekend or you know, yeah. whatever. And it's amazing how quickly like those opportunities come and go, which I think ultimately speaks to the number of baseball players that are out there now that are so competitive, right? There's so many choices I think for these schools. That, you know, it's a lot of pressure, right? Because if you don't perform at one of these camps or at a tournament, you know, you feel like that's going to be, it's going to take away your opportunity. Um, And like you said, things happen for a reason. And it sounded like NYIT was a, was a great choice. I mean, when you were going through the recruiting process, like when you're going through those camps, like what were, what, what were you thinking at those points where you're like, wow, these guys are interested in me now they're not like, how was that? How did you handle that?
1: I feel like I had a lot of pressure um, on me, you know. I felt like I had to go out, you know. I felt like I was too tense and, you know, that really didn't justify like what I did on the field. Um, Yeah, putting so much pressure on me, like I had to do well, you know. I kind of want a scholarship from these guys, great school, great baseball program. So I was just trying to ball out, you know. Um, and then when a couple of them didn't reach back out to me or just didn't reach out at all, you know, like I was like, all right, maybe I should change something, you know, um, change the way I'm feeling my body, you know, like keeping everything maybe loose, you know, just going with the flow. Um, so I didn't really think too much about, oh, these scouts going to see me, these colleges going to see me, like, I kind of just went out there and just played my game. And uh, I tried to block all that out. Like, if there was a college coach there, I would be like, all right, like, it's me versus the other team, me versus the pitcher. It's not like me versus, you know, these different college coaches. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just try to block everything out and just play my game.
0: Do, Do you think, like, maybe some of the pressure that you felt or some of the things that were going on, was that more internal, like, putting it on yourself? Or you felt like was did you feel like there was pressure from the outside too?
1: A little bit of both. I mean, uh I would definitely say a little bit of both. Um, you know, internally, like on the mental side, if I struck out man ever in the field, like I can't sulk, you know, I can't show these coaches like, you know, bad temper, like they're not gonna want a kid like that. <clears throat> Which I honestly didn't handle that well up until high school. High school was when I was, you know, mentally I was pretty decent for the most part when it came to, mm-hmm. you know, not having a bad day or it was a weekend game and just didn't do good. You know, I try to keep my head high to just, you know, give me that positive energy back for the next game. Yeah. <clears throat> what,
0: what do you What do you think changed if 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 you got better at that in high school? What do you think it was that changed your mental approach to the game or your outlook was was there something specific?
1: Uh my father. He actually during a travel game, uh it was when I was maybe thirteen, fourteen years old. Uh you could just tell I think I struck it out or ground it out. And uh he like talked me after the game. He's like, you gotta change your attitude. He's like no one wants to see a kid sulking in the outfield or when you're even that bat, walking back to the dugout. So I was like, you know, he kept telling me that, and I was like, all right, like something needs to change quick, because if it doesn't, then baseball career is not looking t- too high for you. So you know, I think sophomore year of high school kind of hit. Um, you know, I started to get up on myself, started to stay positive, even if something bad happened. Mm-hmm. And you know, my teammates were always there for me too. Like, oh, you want to go hit? You want to talk about it? Like, so it was, it was definitely rough the mental side going into their high school, especially freshman year. Cause, uh, I got her freshman year fraction, my growth played my elbow. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely tough, but sophomore year really took a turn and, uh, got things going at what, well, first of all, let me say this. Like, I think it's,
0: it's, it, it's clear that you obviously respect your father's opinion and and advice because i think a lot of kids that age probably wouldn't have taken it to heart as much as as much as you did and i've i mean truthfully i've had you know players parents come to me much later like in high school saying like my son is a great player but like he can't control his temper he can't control his emotions and this is like a 16 17 year old kid like who's Throwing his helmet or bad or whatever after, you know, strikeouts and it looks really bad. And it's a reflection on the family. I think that could continue on through high school and college, right? But you're right. Like a coach doesn't want that, right? Cause you don't want to have to deal with that. And the fact that you were able to make that change is really important. And it's certainly something that, you know, an attitude is something you have complete control of, right? So if you're able to keep that in check, and you're able to control yourself i think that's going to go a long way to getting noticed because it's not only the performance but it's also being able to be composed um when you were a freshman like when what le- when did you start playing varsity baseball in high school what what year sophomore year okay <clears throat> so what was it, what was that like i mean because you're obviously you're 15 maybe 16 <clears throat> you're playing against guys two years older Like what? and you're coming off of an injury. What was it like there, like that sophomore year when you you get called up to varsity, right? Presumably a lot of your friends are playing JV, like you normally would in 10th grade. You're on varsity, you're coming off an injury. Like, what was that like for
1: you? Yeah, so it was difficult um, in the fall, you know, facing kids that, you know, were my age, a year or two older, you know, pitching, I don't know. Mid high age at
0: big, the time, big 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 difference.
1: Big difference, and these kids are big too. Like you know, I was like scrawny, like you know, I it looked like I didn't fit in. Um, but you know, at the time, uh, uh, EJ Expósito, he just got dra- he was drafted to the Braves, and uh, Logan O'Hoppy, he's uh, mm-hmm. on the Angels now. Yep, the Bigs. Um You know, they really you know helped me out trying to become like. Like go under their wing a little bit, uh, so they definitely helped me out with uh, that whole process of varsity wise, like the big difference in gym to varsity. So, uh, yeah, just different, you know, bigger kids, stronger, faster. So, you know, I had that's when I really knew I had to hit the weights, you know, um, run a lot, you know, eat better. So yeah, that's where I really took a turn and
0: to really focus my body more yeah well it's funny you say that because when i was you know when i I was getting ready for this i just sort of did like a quick search on the internet right and like you get you know your your sophomore year um perfect game picture and you were like 150 pounds right and now now you see a picture in college and you're like 50 pounds heavier right like it's a big difference right and i you know the kids who are 15 are throwing 80 and the kids who are 18 are throwing 88 right yeah. or 90 that's a big difference right and you've got to be able to see that velocity to get used to it and that's that's a tough that's a tough transition right so you have to be mentally tough to be able to accept that failure for a bit until you get more comfortable seeing consistent velocity right and a lot exactly. of a lot of kids you know l- baseball players in general right whether you're a, a sophomore playing varsity in high school or freshman playing against seniors in college or you're you're drafted to play professionally, right? Like, there's always going to be somebody better and who's more advanced. And so you've got to learn how to weather that storm, you know, especially when you've always been one of the best, which I'm guessing you were, right? Like, if you're playing, you know, varsity as a sophomore and you're playing, you know, tri state Arsenal for New Jersey, right? I think Mike Trout played tri state yeah. Arsenal for New Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good club, right? So, like, you know, like you got to be good, but at the same time, you're used to being really good. And now all of a sudden, you're like, oh, like these guys are these guys are way better yeah yeah Yeah. and it's got to be motivating right it can't be it can't like make you down and it's great that you had those guys like i didn't even realize they both went to sjb they did
1: yeah yeah it's great to have that
0: kind of player to play with who can mentor you through that and support you it's that has to be pretty cool
1: yeah uh, logan was actually a senior at the time when i was a sophomore and ej was a junior at the time so you know, when slogan went on to get drafted by the uh, the Phillies at the time, it was just me and EJ, you know, hitting off the machine, you know, seeing that velocity and uh you know, seeing live pitching too in the fall really helped too. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing different spin, you know, what's their like, you know, so it was definitely uh, a challenge, but you know, when I was with those guys, they helped me out a lot. So
0: do you still do you still keep in touch with those guys?
1: uh keep in touch with ej a little bit uh logan not so much okay so
0: he's with the angels now right
1: yeah he just got uh he just got transferred to the angels Traded. yeah yeah
0: yeah that's pretty cool right and and and, you know i think you know listen you know i I guess at this point right is this how much more eligibility do you have left
1: so i have an extra year left so i'm probably gonna take that so it's two more years yeah, so I have this year then next year. Okay. Yeah.
0: So ul- ultimately ultimately what's your what's your goal in all this? What do you want to get out of baseball?
1: Um So right now I'm kind of, you know, 50/50 on what I want to do. If I want to, you know, stay here next year or transfer and uh, you know, continue on my career. Um you know, right now my goal is to play professional baseball. So I've been trying to work hard. You know, you know, even though I had one good year under my belt, I still have to yeah. be consistent with myself and just continue to keep doing what I did last year and be even better. So right now, that's where I'm. I pretty much stand. Um, you know, I just had to have the season I did last year, or even better. And uh, yeah. yeah, people will see me. You know. What
0: what are you working on now to, to do that?
1: Uh, definitely one thing is to lessen my strikeouts a little bit. Okay. Um and start getting on base more. That and stealing some bags. I think I only had like six bags last year, so that's so, uh kinda wanna hit the double digits. Were you that, a base
0: were you a base dealer in high school?
1: I mean I'm pretty quick, so I would I would like to but yeah, during high school, I was pretty quick. Okay, way more bags than I did now. So, so, so
0: uh, th- 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 I'm actually interested in this. I'm curious. So, like, is is stealing more bases in college? Is that like, do you have, like, is the is that like on the coaches or is that on you or both?
1: With me, it's on me. You have um, a green light to go. I think yeah, you have to build like uh you have to be like a trust. Yeah. So, like, you have to be kind of, you know, know what's going on in the game, the situation. Um, like, some kids on my team, um, they have the green light to go. Depending, like, how your steel star time is, you know, what's the pitcher at? Is he 1-1, one, 1-2? One, one, How's the catcher behind the plays? You have a good arm, you know? So, every there's a lot of factors that play into it. But, yeah, I do myself have the green light.
0: Okay. So why why do you think that you didn't run as much as you maybe wanted
1: to last year? Uh, you know, I think I didn't really hit a lot of singles, uh, <laughs> to be honest. It's a, uh, it's
0: a good problem to have.
1: <laughs> you know, not to be the way I am, but, you know, I had a good amount of doubles. I had more doubles than I had singles last year. Um, I had more home runs than I had singles last year. So... I think it kind of played a factor. Um, and I think just most of the kids that, you know, were pitching at the time, uh, they had quick start, uh, quick start times to the plate. So, you know, it was kind of tough, you know. If I wanted to go six feet off the base, you had to time them, you know. So I think that kind of played a factor in it too, just trying to, you know, steal some more bags. But I think this year I'm be more smart, you know, on the bases and, you know try to more bags for yeah. sure.
0: So, so what, kind of, what kinds of things do you do to work on the other things, right? Like, so maybe making more contact and getting on base more. So maybe being a little more selective at the plate, like how do you work on that in the – you, can you work on that in the off season, or is that more of an on-field, um, you know, on-field thing?
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, with the, sh- with the getting on base, you know, two strikes, I just try to, you know, eliminate my lower half, and it's all hands, you know. Um, you know, strike zone expands with two strikes. I feel like anything close, you know, you got to at least foul it off or, you know, it's like a battle between you and the pitcher. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to win that battle, just put the ball in play. These guys on base, you know, uh, you're trying to – get the RBI, and make them score, you know, for the team. So that's why I'm trying to, you know, lower my strikeouts a little bit and trying to just do what I do. And uh, yeah. I've been working with uh, Marcus. He's uh, one of my hitting coaches, a uh, great guy. You know, he's, he's really telling me the ins and outs of, you know, becoming a better hitter, um, you know, two strikes. We work on that all the time, two-strike approach. And, uh, you know, when you're ahead of the count, just – Backspin, you know. So that's what I'm trying to do this season. And
0: I think it's really important. It's something I talk to guys a lot about, you know, like having a very attack-oriented approach in no strike and one strike strike accounts, right? Even if it's you know, even if it's you know one one, right? Or it's even oh one, right? You're still in a in an attack count because you're not going to strike out. But once you get the two strikes, right now the approach needs to change and being able to do that on a consistent basis is important right you don't even want to get into two strike counts right like exactly right like you want to avoid that because your average goes way down but you also just can't be as aggressive but when you get there you're making the adjustments you need to make to put the ball in play i think i notice a lot of guys now they get really wide in their base with two strikes they shorten their yeah. stride and really like almost force themselves to like not take any stride to just kind of stay back and put the ball into play? I mean, is that something that you do or is is
1: there something else? So I do definitely try to wind my stance a little bit. Um, You know, not so much where it's unbearable for me to to like (laughs) swing, but uh, yeah, what I do actually is I take my left foot and take my heel off the ground. And it's kind of like a timing thing just to make sure I'm on, you know, the rhythm thing too. So with the pitcher, but I only just, Pick up my uh my back heel, my front heel actually, and uh, you know, try to time it, and it's just all hands from there. Yeah, it's
0: baseballs. I mean, it's the best game in the world, but it's damn hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it it, it it just takes a lot of work, right? And you can make you can do all that work in the off season. You can make all those adjustments and feel really good about it. And the minute you go out and start playing in the spring and if things aren't go, going the way you, you, you don't, you they're not going the way you want them to, like a lot of guys have to fight the urge to like consistently make mechanical adjustments, right? Like that's something I talk to players a lot about, which is just because things aren't going the way you want them to results wise, doesn't mean you should change the the approach. I think a lot of guys, especially baseball players, they have to fight the urge to make a mechanical adjustment every time something doesn't go their way. Like that's kind of the mind F of baseball, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, this isn't working. So I need to change it, but that's maybe not necessarily what needs to change. It might need to be up here. Hey, I got to stay committed to this approach, even though it's not working right now. Cause if I stick with it, it's going to, it's going to start paying dividends versus like, Oh no, I got to scrap everything.
1: A hundred percent. And I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> If something, if I strike out, I'm like, this is a new two-strike approach. I'm like, wow, I gotta change it up. But you know, like, I think just being consistent of what your approach is, yeah. I think it'll it'll go a long way. You know.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you have good coaching too, and that that makes a huge difference.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, it sounds like you know, you got a lot to look forward to this season and and beyond that. So I I guess to to close up, I I, I want to ask you about. And, and this is like, um, I mean, obviously this is something like you're being awarded, right? Like you're receiving the college player of the year award from Access Baseball, which is a Long Island, you know, a Long Island media outlet, right? Covers all Long Island baseball. I grew up in Long Island. I was a Long Island baseball kid, played, you know, high school, you know, four years in high school. Like, what's it like? what's it feel like to be able to come back, right. To come back to the community and accept that award, knowing all that you've been through and all the things that you had to like endure to get there. Like, what's that going to be like when you go to accept that award?
1: It's, it's going to be honoring grateful. Um, you know, in my opinion, I was the underdog, you know, my whole life, which I love being the underdog. Cause you know, once you shoot up, you're like, getting all this like fame and like you know all this hype around you so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be great to think about like where I came from first freshman year till where I'm at now you know during that whole journey and process of what I've been through um so yeah definitely you know grateful is probably best thing
0: it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to it I'm gonna be there i'm excited to watch you get the award i'm excited to be a part of it you know it's kind of like coming home so i'm looking forward to november 4th um it'll it'll be a lot of fun so matt thank you for joining me on the podcast it was great to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better
1: absolutely mike thank you for having me
0: all right thank you so what was your biggest takeaway from my conversation with matt My biggest takeaway is that resilience is perhaps the greatest skill that any athlete can have. Sometimes circumstances derail our plans and we can only control our attitude, preparation and effort as we persevere through difficulties. Matt is a case study in resilience. It might have been easier to give up on baseball when COVID shut down his school's baseball program. Rather, he continued to pursue his dream of playing baseball while finding ways around and over roadblocks. I want to thank Matt for sharing his story with us on this episode. He's a great role model for any young athlete that wants to succeed at the next level. You can follow Matt on Instagram at Matt Malone 13. To learn how you can be ready to dominate the leap from high school to collegiate athletics, visit michaelvhuber.com backslash course. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back soon for episode 71.
1: Mike Huber is the founder and owner
0: of Follow the Ball Coaching located in Fairhaven, New Jersey. He is a mental performance coach and business advisor dedicated to serving athletes just like you reach their full potential on and off the court. The Freshman Foundation is all about helping you get to the next level. For more information, follow along on Instagram at the Freshman Foundation. Please subscribe. Give us a like on iTunes, Spotify, leave a review, tell a friend. Most importantly, come back in two weeks ready to get better.